Hello and welcome back to AI Ideas with Graham Colbertson, the podcast that does philosophy of AI that sits somewhere roughly halfway between mathematics and poetry. This is another Bits and Bytes episode on Descartes' Demon. We are talking about skepticism again today, as we so often do. And uh, very roughly, in the, in the modern sense of skepticism, which originates with Descartes. This is the famous, I think, therefore, I am of Descartes. And of course, this is utterly useless as an answer to skepticism. I'm not critiquing Descartes here. I'm critiquing people who don't know anything about Descartes and just say, oh, I think, therefore, I am. Who cares? The question being posed to Descartes is not whether or not he exists. Descartes' claim that he exists is just common sense. Once you ask the question of yourself, do I exist? The answer is yes. This is a logical syllogism, an if-then statement. If a question is being asked, then that question came from somewhere. It has an asker. So if the asker says, is there an asker? The answer is yes. There has to be an asker if the question is going to be asked. That's it. That's all I think, therefore, I am means. If you can question, you are questioning. And if you are questioning, you are doing something. And if you are doing something, you are something, not nothing. And I guess <laughs> you can program a computer to say, do I exist? Or I think, therefore, I am. But we would just have to say that if you've programmed the computer to do that, that's something different than the computer actually asking if it exists. Okay, so the claim that you exist usually isn't important to people. Most people believe they exist. You know you exist. It wasn't important to Descartes either. What Descartes cared about is whether or not the world existed. And if it existed, if it was good and trustworthy, and there was a problem that could make the world not exist or be untrustworthy or just be bad. And that problem is Descartes' demon. Here's Descartes. I will suppose, therefore, that not God, who is supremely good and the source of truth, but rather some malicious demon of the utmost power and cunning, has employed all his energies in order to deceive me. I shall think that the sky, the air, earth, color, shape, sounds, and all external things are merely the delusions of dreams which he has devised to ensnare my judgment. I shall consider myself as not having hands or eyes, or flesh, or blood, or senses but as falsely believing that I have all these things. I shall stubbornly and firmly persist in this meditation. And even if it is not in my power to know any truth, I shall at least do all in my power. That is, resolutely guard against assenting to any falsehoods, so that the deceiver, however powerful and cunning he may be, will be unable to impose on me in the slightest degree. And that's the John Cottingham translation. But I don't really understand how being stubborn would defeat the evil demon. If the demon is powerful enough to make it seem like all eternal things exist when they don't really, and in fact, all of my organs and senses exist when they don't really, then no matter how stubborn I am, I could just be a brain in a vat. And that's a problem. If we are just a brain in a vat, then we should not believe in the world. We should not act as if the world is real. And if we don't believe in the world, we have to become nihilists or narcissists. Now, there are a couple of 
ways I want to go from here, and I want to save one for the next Bits and Bytes. That's Hume's uh, assault on reason, assault on rationality, assault on cause and effect. But that's for later. Here's the first one. We'll stick with the problem of the brain in the vat. So the brain in the vat is just a version of Descartes' demon, and we can update it with what we know about the nervous system. So Descartes sort of imagines himself to be dreaming. If his body exists, he's not aware of it. He's just asleep and the senses are all simulated. But we in fact know now that electrical impulses can simulate the senses. The most obvious example is that you do not see with your eye. The seeing happens in your brain. You could remove or bypass someone's eye and attach a wire to the optic nerve and send electrical signals into the optic nerve. And if you had enough sophistication in the signals, you could make that person see whatever you wanted. In other words, the demon is no longer a demon. The demon can just be a scientist. Science has given us the capability to turn people into brains in vats. You could be one right now. You might think that's absurd, but although you guarantee yourself by thinking about yourself that you yourself exist, you can't guarantee that you're not a brain in a vat. You might be like in the Matrix, a body in a vat of goo plugged into the power grid. Or maybe you are a conscious program in the holodeck, or even a human born and raised in the holodeck. And the crucial thing is that you simply do not know. There is no way to prove that you are not a brain in a vat. Now, this has big ramifications for philosophy, which, which we will deal with plenty more. It has huge ramifications for science, which, like I said, I'll deal with on the next episode of Bits and Bytes. But right now, I want to talk about computer models. Because that's what models are. Algorithms, things that crunch numbers, they are little minds that do not have senses that do have inputs, but you control those inputs. Descartes' demon has haunted philosophy, has terrified humans since long before Descartes named it that. What if there's someone out there who has programmed this world and done it with no care for us, possibly even malevolence towards us, and they have denied us the knowledge that they are a programmer and we are a program? That's the nightmare. But if you're trying to create an artificial intelligence, that's literally what you are doing. If you are an AI programmer, you are Descartes' demon. Luckily for you at this stage, you are nowhere near creating a sentient program. As far as I know, please email me if you've almost got a sentient program. And indeed, John Searle could be right. It still may be impossible to create a sentient program. But if it is possible, Remember that you are Descartes' demon. Try to figure out a way not to be a demon. You might also want to ask yourself a question written by Michel de Montaigne decades before Descartes named the demon. Here's Montaigne's question. When I am playing with my cat, how do I know that she is not playing with me? This has been another Bits and Bytes episode from A Ideas. Please believe in other minds.